coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Retail is really my career. Mm -hmm. I was recruited by Victoria's Secret to open Pink Mm -hmm. for them in 2001. I love to say Lolita's is the first thing I've got to design and nobody could tell me no about anything. We kind of saw also opportunities here in Mm -hmm. terms of restaurants and the potential that doing Lolita's and other types of concepts will work in this town. So Mm -hmm. that was a, a major big reason for us to come this way as well. You know, we're trying to raise and elevate the culinary scene here. And for the most part, the community has been so supportive. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi. I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button, and new episodes will automatically download, and then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured interview is with Kelly and Alex Rodriguez the owners of Lolita's Wine Market, and soon-to-be-opened Sofia's Cucina and Enoteca. We talked to Kelly and Alex about how they met, their first restaurant together in Ohio, their super successful Lolita's Wine Market here in St. Pete, and their new Italian small plates eatery that is coming any day. We have a great show, so stick around. So we all know that Anada, restaurant and wine bar that is, has fantastic food, specials, cheese and charcuterie, and we've talked about that and could go on all day long. But did you know that they have a fantastic happy hour every single day, not just Monday through Friday, but every day that they're open from 4 to 6 p.m., they have $3 beer, $3 select white and red wines. And then they also run other specials um, on Tuesday all day. It's half off of salads, half off of pastas, and half off of flatbreads. And on Sunday Funday, from open till close, it's half off wine bottles under $100. They have music nights on Monday and Wednesday from 6 to 9 p.m. And they have fantastic wine, and they're almost always at great price points. But they do have, if you'd like to bring your own bottle, you can, for a corkage fee of $25, her bottle as long as they do not sell that same vintage. So if you have a particular special wine that you have been saving for a special occasion, probably at a higher price point because it would be silly to pay $25, this would be a good time to use that. Another restaurant and wine bar is open at 4 p.m. every day. They are located at 300 Beach Drive in beautiful downtown St. Petersburg. You really must go to Anada. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. I am Kevin Godby. My co-host is Lori Brown. 
And our guests today are Kelly and Alex Rodriguez from Lolita's Wine Market. They also have another new restaurant opening any minute. We'll talk about that later. But first, welcome to the show, Kelly and Alex. Yes, welcome. Thank Thank you. You You guys are not originally from St. Pete. Are you from Ohio? I know you had a restaurant there before. I am from Ohio, and Alex is from Puerto Rico. Born and raised, spent 10 years in Denver, uh, ended up recruited by a company back in Ohio, which put me with an office in New York City. And that's when I met Alex, and we moved back to Ohio and owned a restaurant there. Where, Where did you meet in New York? We actually met in Puerto Rico. Oh, So um, I was, retail is really my career. Mm -hmm. I was recruited by Victoria's Secret to open Pink for Mm -hmm. them in 2001, but we opened it in 2003. And I had some time off and my best friend was going to be working in Puerto Rico and he was visiting family and stars aligned and we met there and I was moving to New York shortly after and he was living in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, that worked out well. Yeah, that's quite a story. And And, Go ahead. And you guys, you have... Alex, you, you have a lot of experience uh, previously in restaurants. And, yes, you know. I, I started working in Puerto Rico on hotels and restaurants, then um, ended up moving to New York City and, mm-hmm. and working in some of the restaurants, hotels, mm-hmm. and then I met Kelly, and then ended up moving to Ohio and owning the restaurant in Ohio. And did, did we mention the name of the restaurant? We did not. It was, it, it was Luce in Ateca. Um, Luce meaning light and Ateca meaning uh, wine bar. Um, it was about 6,000 square feet in Powell, Ohio, which is right outside of where the Muirfield golf course is, where the Memorial Day tournament is. Mm-hmm. It's often how people know where we were at. Mm-hmm. Um, near, near Columbus, right? So, it is, yeah, right yeah, on the outskirts of Columbus. Right. And it was Italian, 6,000 square feet, looked like an Italian villa. Italian Mediterranean is what we did there. Mm-hmm. And you are using some of your experience from that in the new place, which we'll get more into in a, in a little bit. Yes. yes. And Kelly, do you take any of your uh, past retail experience? Does any of that cross over and apply somehow to uh, like maybe the restaurant decor layout? You know, we definitely have used that in Lolita's. I uh, definitely restaurant design, space allocation, branding are in, all in my wheelhouse. And so really, I love to say Lolita's is the first thing I've got to design and nobody could tell me no about anything. (laughs) Because when you're working for clients, you know, you've got to create their vision. Right. However, with Sophia's The New Project, David um, Fisher from Zazud did the foundation of the design, which we absolutely loved when we saw it. Um, And then we brought in elements that brand it back to Lolita's. And he was amazing to work with in a very collaborative way. Yeah, it looks beautiful. It does. What originally brought you guys to St. Pete? And when, when was that? About three years ago, we were living in Miami and we were kind of like tied with the traffic. And <laughs> the amount of people living in Miami. So I had family between Clearwater and um, Tampa. And passing through St. Petersburg, so the the amount of like new restaurants and businesses coming up, so we decided to give it a shot, mm-hmm. and here we are. And that was so when? About three years now. Three years? Yeah. Oh, wow. You were brand new here when we met you. That's right, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we met you about that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was at uh, an event yes. over at Locale. Farley. 
Yeah, farm, farm table. table. Yeah. Correct. Back then Correct. it was kitchen. Now it's cucina. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that was Fer- Ferrin. Adria. A- Adria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And you know, we have to remember when we get annoyed at the traffic here, that's way worse <laughs> in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah. sure. But it has steadily gotten worse here over the last few years. That's for sure. Yeah. We head over to Tampa every once in a while. I do some work over there and that bridge in the morning. Oh, I know. Yeah. We, we drove it, what? Sunday afternoon, and it was ridiculous on a Sunday afternoon. It's crazy. We kind of saw also opportunities here in Mm -hmm. terms of restaurants and the potential that doing Lolitas and other types of concepts will work in this town. So Mm -hmm. that was a a major big reason for us to come this way as well. No, I agree. What you brought with Lolitas definitely fits with, I always describe our city as like an eclectic feel of arts and just all different age groups and types. And yeah, you hit a really good nail on the head with Lolita's. Thank you. I think that, you know, we spent a lot of time obviously being in Ohio. Our God kids live in Cleveland. And so Cleveland is such a big foodie city. So is Cincinnati. Columbus has definitely changed. We had an independent restaurant organization there. It's about 54 restaurants that were owned by people that had less than three businesses. Mm -hmm. And so it was very chef driven. And I think what has really been interesting in the evolution of us being here over the last three years is that restaurant tours tend to get a lot of press here, Mm -hmm. Um, but you're seeing an emergence of chefs and the culinary community is really uniting, particularly the chefs in the area. And I think that's just an amazing thing and it's really going to elevate our culinary status here. Yeah, I agree. Yes, I, I mean, definitely. that was one of the things I, I've been here, uh, just just came up on 10 years a month or so ago. And when I originally got here, I, I didn't understand. I, you know, I'm very competitive, you know. <laughs> and I thought it was odd that I saw a chef from one restaurant going to another restaurant in the same genre as his own and posting pictures, checking in there. And I'm like thinking, why are you promoting your competition? But it is very, it's a friendly, it's a community, very friendly community. It's a friendly, whatever competition there is, it's a friendly competition for the most part from what I see. Well, and I think, you know, in today's day and age with social media, I I have a lot of respect for you guys because you like to kind of cut down on people getting too negative in their observations of restaurants because small business is one of the hardest things to do out there. And, you know, we often talk about how often in your day in, day out life, if you're not in this business, mm-hmm. do you have somebody that can just pop on social media and write a review about you? <laughs> right. right. They, people don't think about it. They, they don't. Just, they just go and do it like they're supposed to. <laughs> yeah. And, and restaurateurs are human beings and their staff mm-hmm. are human beings and we all have so much um, control. And I think that what's been really fabulous, especially over the last year, you are really starting to see that backing from other business owners and chefs and really kind of that collective community. You know, we're trying to raise and elevate the culinary scene here. And for the most part, the community has been so supportive of that growth overall, not Mm -hmm. just for us, but it's been a really beautiful thing to see that it's becoming more positive and less negative and that people are sharing things directly if there is a negative right because they want to see the businesses evolve and grow right and and i think it's beautiful the thing Mm -hmm. we always say is 
there is no need to write a negative review about some about a restaurant because if they're really that bad, they're not going to stay in business on their own. So we don't need to put them out of business. Right. Well, and I think (laughs) too, it's, you have a negative. I mean, we, we really try to pull somebody aside and, and have that because as owners, that's what we want to happen because we want to address it. You know, Mm -hmm. we want to be really good at what we deliver. Exactly. And that's what we always do. If we, you know, we don't write it, we pull the, the restaurants tours aside and whether they listen or not we tell them what we thought (laughs) I I think everybody on the business side gets it and I think more people on the uh, other side are starting to get it starting to and we feel like we work really hard at what we do but nowhere near as hard as you guys do we have have so (laughs) much respect so much respect for restaurant owners because just being in what we do now we see it we get it it's definitely a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, especially being in the throes of the second one, we're like, why are we doing this again? <laughs> yeah. So let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll get into some more details on Lolita's and Sophia's. Sophia's. Great. Thank you. We will be right back. Have you checked out the new seafood place on Beach Drive yet? You know, Altomari Fish Bar? It's not the standard type of seafood place around here. They fly in fresh stuff from all over the world, and it's not a Florida-themed joint. It's an elegant, European-inspired menu, but it's not pretentious or overpriced. Here's what some Yelpers had to say. The food was outstanding. The service was excellent. We went the small plates route, sharing four. Light, fresh, sweet, sour, and savory touches balancing nicely on each plate. Every dish was splendid. We'll go back for sure. My group especially like the crab arancini and scallops with corn salsa. However, I do not eat seafood. There were plenty of options for me. The lemon chicken was very good, and the cheese filo underneath was to die for. Salt and vinegar french fries are my new favorite fry. They come with the lobster roll, which my friend really enjoyed as there was light mayo and big lobster chunks. Another one says, We opted to share several small plates rather than getting full entrees. A dozen raw West Coast, great. Marrow topped with tuna tartare, great. Cobia collar, great. Beef carpaccio, great. And octopus, great. I guess everything was great. The recommended wine was good and paired well with seafood. The flavors were delicious and the service was prompt. Check out Altomari Fish Bar at 300 Beach Drive in downtown St. Petersburg. They are open every day at 4 p.m. I must admit, when Booyah Ramen opened nearly two and a half years ago, I wasn't really all that excited. I really couldn't understand how a restaurant could survive serving just ramen. Boy, was I ever wrong. Of course, all I really knew about ramen was the packaged grocery store noodles that I ate on for really cheap in college. I did not understand that ramen is really a thing. A big thing. Kevin is the lover of all things soup in our household, and he was determined to introduce me. I'm so thankful he did. The broth has a complexity that you can't understand until you try it. It has to cook for hours and hours and for some nearly 24 hours to obtain all of the complex layers. But Booyah isn't just about ramen. It is a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with housecrafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey and izakaya too. Booyah is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, Booyah? Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast. In that uh, last segment, if you heard some background sounds, that was our mascot here, our little chihuahua named Lola. 
And that's something that we have in common with our guests, Kelly and Alex Rodriguez from Lolita's Wine Market. Lolita's is named after your dog, Lola. And it is. Um, Lola is a rescue. Mm -hmm. She came from Golden Retriever Rescue, and she's half Catahoula Hound and half Golden Retriever. And she has a ton of personality. Lolita's Wine Market, uh, you guys specialize in cheese and charcuterie, wine and brunch, which is pretty awesome. You guys, you were actually last year in our top five best brunch spot. Thank you. you, you, You're welcome. You earned it. And the location is kind of cool. It's kind of easy to find if you know downtown. Just think of Central Avenue just before you're getting in, just as you're getting into the Grand Central District where the bridge is for the interstate. You guys are on that little strip, 18th Street South between Central and First Ave South, right by the bridge and around the corner from the Hideaway Cafe. And there's a couple little theaters right there too, right? There's a um, yeah, and we're an right, improv and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're right mm-hmm. around the corner from Avid, which is a great new brewery. Oh, right, oh, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah we, we, have, mm-hmm. we have a review. Go to uh, stpetersburgfoodies.com. You can read a write-up on the Lolita's Brunch from last year. And also we have a review from a month or two ago on Avid Brewery. So how, how did you guys conceive of Lolita's Wine Market? I think it was uh, part of it in terms of the, the neighborhood and the need of like small plates, tapas, and also wine. As you guys know, I do, some, I do the food and then Kelly does the wine. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was bringing something a little new to the, that area in terms of small plates and, and so people can sit down and, and share some, some meals, have a good conversation over wine. And we started very kind of European with the flavors, and mm-hmm. now we're going more a little bit more Spanish mm-hmm. to try to, dif- to uh, make the difference between what's going to be Sofia's and what's still right. going to be Lolita's in terms of the menu. That, mm-hmm. That's smart. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, you, it's not just cheese and charcuterie. I know you said that, but there's also right. small plates and tapas and specials that are written on the board daily. For sure. And it's very small. How many seats? We have 32 seats, and we do do everything community seating, which is really interesting and takes some some getting used to for people that visit us for the first time. Right. But I think that we always say that our biggest success is when you have people that have never met, who never pick up their phones, and are sharing and talking and trading phone numbers at the end of their dining experience with people, and there's just that human connection. Just to piggyback on what Alex said, when we lived in Miami, we had a really um, fun place that we like to go in Midtown, and they specialized in charcuterie. And you would go to a refrigerator, and you'd open it up, and you'd pick your cheeses and your meats, and you'd take it to a counter, and for four dollars, they'd add bread and olives. They priced everything by the ounce, and that really kind of stemmed to what we call create your own charcuterie. Mm-hmm. Um, we just do it sushi style, so you could come in five days a week and have a different board every single day of the week. That is probably 50% of our food business. Oh, I'm sure. And then we do two weekly specials, and then we have small plate salads Mm -hmm. and fabulous, fabulous little things called jars that go really well with our charcuterie. Those jars are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could be like me and Kevin and get everything on the menu on one platter and spend a hundred and some odd dollars. We We did that one time. We went a little overboard last time. Take take half to go, probably. That's what we did. For lunch next day. That's what we did. Exactly. (laughs) Well, it's so fun, especially with the apartments coming up in the neighborhood, because we now are doing them in pizza boxes to go. So if you're going to movies in the park or going out to the beach, you can stop in, put it in a pizza box, and you can just take your charcuterie with you and a bottle of wine and watch a a sunset that's a great idea and and how do you choose your wines 
So um, I have a very, we, we had in our old restaurant, um, Luce, we had 480 wines and we really loved working with small producers because we want to support small business. Yeah, totally. So we're really cognizant relationships that maybe we've already developed with winemakers, whether they're in California or Italy or Spain. And so that's where we start. And then we like to fill in the gaps. So we have a core set of wines that are probably 40 wines, and we rotate the other 35 um, to 40 uh, very often. Mm -hmm. Um, So we don't really have a wine list because it's really kind of impossible to keep up with printing because that's part of the fun of it. And Mm -hmm. We really love to bring different varietals to people that maybe they just haven't experienced. Oh, your staff is wonderful at that. They are really great at that. You do a lot of suggesting on on the wine. Yeah, we like Mm -hmm. to approach it from a a place of what do you like to drink or what are you in the mood for? And that, again, we were in a wine shop in Miami that we loved, and we could walk in the door and they'd say, what are you in the mood for today? And we could say red or white or rosé, spicy, Mm -hmm. bold, whatever. Give them adjectives, and every single time they would come up with this amazing wine. And we didn't really care about the the actual grape varietal. Mm -hmm. We were looking for a flavor profile, and that's the approach we've really tried to take. Obviously, staying within reasonable price points. Yeah, I was going to say, because you keep everything very reasonable. So people don't have to worry about it when they just say it. Yeah, Right. And that's half the fun of it, too. It is, yeah. I mean, you should, what the customer should do is put their trust and faith in you guys, because you know what you're doing, you and the staff. And, you know, you order some stuff and say, hey, what what do you recommend with this? And obviously, they need to ask questions, like you were just saying, what are you in the mood for? Do you want spicy, sweet? And And, I think it's funny, because we did a wine dinner recently, and we actually served a sparkling and the sparkling happened to be a dry Riesling mm-hmm. and no one could believe they were actually drinking a Riesling, but everybody thinks that Riesling's sweet. Oh, I don't. I love dry Riesling. I love dry I Riesling. I love it. It's a wonderful, wonderful varietal. Especially going in the summer with mm-hmm. being hot. It's mm-hmm. just easy to drink and there's so much. It's hard to find it. That's the problem. I'm glad to know you have it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sorry to mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. That's okay. Another thing I like about uh, how you do your wine is not only supporting smaller, independent vintners, yes. vintners mm-hmm. but also for the customer, we get to experience stuff that right. you don't find everywhere. I, I don't want to go somewhere where I can get this 20 other places. Right. And I think, you know, what's fun is that we really try to develop a relationship with our wine vendors. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we are constantly getting in a flow of winemakers and when we can do a tasting or we can do a dinner because their story is their story. And Mm -hmm. with every Mm -hmm. winemaker, there is a story, whether it's family heritage or it's their individual story of how they've gotten into the business. And I like to say it's an adult hobby. Totally. That's a great way to describe it. Absolutely. So we have a new place coming any minute. minute. <laughs> <laughs> Sofia's Cucina e Inoteca. Did I say that right? Inoteca. Inoteca, mm-hmm. which means uh, kitchen and wine, wine bar. bar. Yeah. And that's named after after the other dog, Sophie. And that's going to be in the spot that uh, was previously last year occupied by the Hive. It's in Grand Central District on the 2300 block of Central Ave. Right. Mm-hmm. And we thank you for the little preview you gave us. You can go to stpetersburgfoodies.com and see that preview. Just look for Sophie. Just just search Sophia and it'll come up. This is opening very soon. It is. Exciting. And, and yeah, the what we saw inside looked amazing. And what you told us about the food, 
same. Can't wait. So for our listeners that have not had a chance to be informed on this. (laughs) (laughs) So this is going to be our um, take of a traditional Italian menu that has a twist to it. It's mm-hmm. kind of how we like to say it. Mm-hmm. We are staying small plate oriented. So for those people that have come to one of our wine dinners, um, we keep the plates small. This again, we really want to promote the community of eating, the shareability, but it'll be enough for a serving for a person to come in and just order one item and eat it themselves. They're not going to have a lot of leftovers. Um, we're not doing huge portions, but we're going to have really great flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. We are sticking mainly to Italian and American wines at this location with more of a more formal list. I would say we're casual, fine dining at this location, still stay stay neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And, you know, knock on wood, we're uh, hoping to have a full bar. So, Um, yeah, you're working on that (laughs) because outdoor seating and adding all that in. Exactly. So um, our intention is to have some great... Um, cocktails that will follow that as well have some traditionals with some modern twists on it and we're really looking for it it's pulling together very nicely so great should be a big draw for the grand central district i mean there's a lot of great stuff there already we've already started going more than we used to but now we really will be Mm -hmm. i mean who doesn't love italian we love small plates. We love sharing. We like to, like, I want to go and try, like, well, I don't know, half a dozen it. things. You can order four or five things, not leave completely stuffed, and try all the Definitely. different things. It's kind of like becoming, it's going to be kind of like the same concept of uh, Lolita's. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, especially creating this menu, it's like, okay, why do I crave that I want to find in one spot? As a chef, it's like, I want to create it in a way that, okay, what am I craving and what can I put that on a menu? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's like, I want to eat that porchetta. I want to have that osobuco. Mm-hmm. I want to have uh, the mozzarella. So it's my inspiration with a little twist in small place, basi- mm-hmm. basically. Right. And then the pricing also allows for you to order more. For sure. Because of the smaller And, and share, yeah. definitely. And I think it's been really fun for us is that, um, again, kind of the friendly competition we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, we've become really good friends with Chef Bo mm-hmm. um, or Rob mm-hmm. from Bo and Moe's and they're lovely and they've been so supportive throughout this whole journey with us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been fortunate enough to become friends with the chef at DeSesto's mm-hmm. and the chef at Villa Bellini. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it is, it's, it's a, it is a community. And, and just saying that because they're Italian, not that we don't have other chef friends, but because right. we're opening up mm-hmm. and people always are looking to um, see how those relationships work. And right. the community has been so supportive of us taking this step and opening up a different concept. So we're very appreciative of that. Yeah, Unfortunate. Sure. Yeah. Bo and Madonna are wonderful people. <laughs> Yeah, I love to hear that, mm-hmm. and I'm not surprised. No, not at all. <laughs> the way it is right here. <laughs> well, nobody does a steak like Rob. <laughs> no, yeah. True. And I think you mentioned to us uh, when we came to visit that you're going to do something special on Sundays. Yeah. Um, so when we had a restaurant in Ohio, mm-hmm. um, we actually did a spaghetti and meatball with a salad on Sunday evening. So really promoting families being together at an affordable price point mm-hmm. and 
just will probably do wine a wine special that evening is what we're we're talking about by the bottle Mm -hmm. similar to what we do at lolita so on wednesday nights we do five dollars off of our bottles that are 39 dollars and under Mm -hmm. and we do ten dollars off of a bottle that's 40 and up Mm -hmm. so we'll probably do that same um promotion over at sophia's on sunday evenings to go with the spaghetti and meatballs that's awesome i love that yeah i kind of grew up with that it's like the Sunday gravy, the yeah, whole it is. Yeah, yeah. Italian. That, that was a tradition in my family, and a lot of times we'd get together with you know grandparents, the cousins, aunts and uncles. And I remember uh, one day there was something else, something was going on, and that Sunday it was different. And my, my cousin Rich goes, how am I supposed to know it's Sunday if there's no spaghetti and meatballs? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Maybe we could have him record that yeah. and we could play it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Be the spokesman for Be our Sunday. ad. <laughs> Well, that sounds great. So everybody, I don't know how many of our listeners, probably a lot have have been to Lolita's, but if you haven't been recently, you should go again and watch for Sofia's Cucine y Inoteca. It's opening any day. These things things are a little fluid, you know, but we will be one of the first people busting down the door and watch stpetersburgfoodies.com for a, a review coming up probably in the next couple, week or two, something like that. Sure. Kelly and Alex, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been yes, fun. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you for the invite. We will be right back. This is Chris Walker. And you're listening to One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Today, our musical artist is Danielle DeCosmo from Blackbird Morning. We will feature the song Leaving Home from the Elements album right after Danielle answers the Fast Five Foodies questions. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me. Are you ready for the Fast Five Foodies questions? Oh, I think so. Do you know what they are? I don't. You don't. So <laughs> I've you never heard these you questions You didn't get a chance before. to study or anything. <laughs> See, other people cheat and they listen oh, to them first. So I should have cheated. <laughs> <laughs> They're easy though anyway. And there's, okay. no, there's no right or wrong answer. It's all opinions. That's so. true. And you're the leading expert on your own opinion. Mm. Okay, so what's your favorite food? Italian, 100%. Nice. 
Any favorite dishes within that? Hmm. Spaghetti and clams, probably, or mm-hmm. my mother's, you know, Sunday sauce mm-hmm. or gravy, as we call it. Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is your least favorite food? Hmm. I don't really have a least favorite food. I like all types of food, honestly. You're all- awesome. I could totally hang out with you. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Good when, to know. When, when, I was a, do when, when I was a kid and we would, not frequently, but uh, that back in those days, once or twice a month, we'd go out to dinner. And I would go down the menu, and as soon as I hit something that I've never had before, that's what I'm having. Nice. Yeah. So, what is your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Oh, see, that's one that I thought you might ask me, and I am—I have been out of it. I have a one-year-old baby, and so I right. feel like I've been out of the restaurant scene. So you have more than one job then, yes. right there. Um, uh, you know what? Or Bodega any... is a great lunch spot. It's mm-hmm. probably my favorite like, okay. lunch spot to and go to. And what's your favorite thing to get there? The pulled pork. Pulled pork. Okay. Yeah. I have not had it yet, but I've heard that I should go back and have oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. Please. Yeah. It. And they make it all in-house uh, yeah. fresh. Yep. Salt or pepper? Salt. Salt. Okay. Lori would like that answer. I'm liking it better now. Whenever we sit down and eat together, she's cranking out the salt and I'm cranking out the pepper. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> but yeah, you really need salt. Can you cook? Yes, I can. What do you, you sound if serious I, about it if too. If I didn't, I think my mom would be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> my grandmother was, would be rolling over. <laughs> what do you cook? Um, you know what? Everything I cook has a little bit of an Italian flavor, even if I don't even mean to. Um, probably because I put crushed red pepper in everything. But <laughs> Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> but um, I really like the pastas that are... Um, more just an oil base for mm-hmm. like a, a lighter side. So yeah. like a um, sausage, uh, cannellini bean, mm-hmm. maybe spinach or zucchini pasta with just like oil and Okay, so I have a bonus garlic. question for you then. Yeah. Actually, maybe two, uh, two bonus questions. Uh, butter or olive oil? Mm, I love butter, but I use olive oil mostly. Right, okay. And Northern Italian or Southern Italian? Well, my family's Southern Italian, but I cook more like Northern mm-hmm. Italian, that's I why think. I th- I asked yeah. if I throw that, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So, we have some things in common with our uh, taste in food, mm-hmm. what we like. Uh, we also have some, some other things in common. You sing, play keyboard, and guitar. Mm-hmm. I've done all of those. Very I don't nice. do them that well right now because I don't play often these days, and it's definitely not like riding a bike. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> You've got to practice. <laughs> yeah. You write songs. And your bio says that you are also a music therapist. I don't know what that is, but I'm sure I need it. <laughs> we all need it. <laughs> well, I, um, uh, I am the coordinator for a program at Tampa General Hospital that has uh, musicians, artists, massage therapists, and a yoga practitioners. We all go in and try to teach patients ways to manage stress by using the arts or meditation and breathing. Uh, so I'm more of a coordinator now, but I, for the past 10 years, have been playing music for patients at the bedside, and I get to still do it a little bit here That's and there. That's pretty cool. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your band, Blackbird Morning, mm-hmm. here's another question I have, is described as an ambient rock band. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, that's a great description, though. I, I, that I, came from, I don't usually use it. <laughs> that, that came from Kate Reuter. Oh, okay. Nice. Who, 
sent you over. It's our better way. to get descriptions from other people because for me, I, I have no idea how to describe my band. Okay. But I do think it has a um, an alternative rock mixed with dream, like some sort of dreamscape mm-hmm. um, or yeah. ethereal vibe to it. And I think if when people listen to the music, they will understand that better. Okay. I nice. Think. So the song we have today is Leaving Home. And usually I try to figure out uh, the key. I didn't have time to really get it. It sounds like it's in a minor key. Mm-hmm. Maybe A minor. Am I close? Um, let me think. <laughs> I don't remember. Did you, did you play keys on that one or guitar? No, or both? actually, I didn't play on that one. I do now, um, but uh, Tony um, wrote that song in particular, okay. and then I wrote the lyrics and to you, it. Yeah, you are singing your heart out on that one, too. I am. That is probably the hardest song to sing on the album, the widest range. It's really low in the verses and then really high at mm-hmm. the end. Yeah, it's awesome. And is that on the album Elements? Is it That's part of right. It? it is. Okay, so we have Leaving Home on the album Elements. The website is uh, very easy, blackbirdmorning.com, and we will have that linked on the show notes in the blog post for this episode. Danielle, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. That was fun. Here we are with Leaving Home.
This is Raphael Perrier from Kawa Coffee, and you are listening to the St. Petersburg Foodie Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guests, Kelly and Alex Rodriguez. And thanks to our sponsors. Booyah Ramen. Anata Restaurant and Wine Bar. Their sister restaurant, Altamari Fish Bar. And Engine Number 9, where, where you, you can, can get, get some, some of the best burgers, burgers in St. Pete. Pete. And add extra cheese on it and be extra cheesy like us. Please. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our intro music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes or any other podcast app, please give us a rating and also remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Can I just get some macaroni and gravy? Ma che cos'è questo gravy? Paolo, he doesn't know what you say. You mean gravies, uva. Gravy, gravy, tomato sauce. Ah, 